0: section one of a handbook of fish cookery this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by betty b a handbook of fish cookery by lucy h yates introduction in spite of a considerable amount of trade grumbling the best part of the market is still held by english fish as a glance at any time over the names on the crates will show the foreign importations though large are not nearly so extensive as might be supposed as a rule the north british ports furnish the largest supply the southern ports suffer the most from foreign competition continental freightage also is light and as the foreigner rarely keeps very closely to the laws of fence months he gets fish into the market when no home caught of the same kind is to be had if all people both rich and poor could be persuaded to eat fish more freely they would be benefited both in health and pocket if the demand were greater the supply would be more liberal more varied and also much cheaper at present although there is much complaining about catches falling off many grounds yielding but a poor harvest yet tons of fish are annually sent away from the markets for manure the trade is both risky and variable consequently prices have to be kept up that the dealer may realize some profit and for this state of things the modern housewife is largely accountable it is not wholly a question of price although there is still much to desire on this point ignorance especially with the working man's wife will generally be found to be the cause of the aversion which many housewives have to the cooking of fish even in middle and upper class households much ignorance as to the kinds of fish and the best means of making use of them prevails the poorer classes still regard fish as nothing to make a meal of and sad to say a great many of the poor of our cities will not eat fish however cheaply they may get it they have many advantages of getting it which those who live in superior neighborhoods have not often before the central market closes first-rate cod is to be had for two pence the pound a seven-pound cod for a shilling plentiful and wholesome as cod is it is seldom much thought of by poor people salted sun-dried cod is thought beneath notice although large quantities are consumed on the continent and some very dainty dishes made therefrom place too generally to be had at four pence the pound is but lightly esteemed humble londoners care most for smoked fish something that has a grip with it they say to meet this demand many adulterations are practiced by the cockney cure haddocks are often but indifferent coddling the finn and hattie was caught in the scheldt and Stavanger herrings are passed off as yarmouth bloaters unwholesome common lobsters winkles and whelks are preferred to good substantial fish and as before stated ignorance of the proper methods of cooking is most frequently the reason of this where late dinners with people of small incomes are coming more into favor it is found an economy as it is also considered the correct thing to have a course of fish indeed as an economical article of diet fish has few rivals many people who really would enjoy eating it are debarred from doing so by its being invariably badly cooked or presented always in the same monotonous dress phosphorus being essential for brain food and as analysis has proved fish to contain a greater amount than almost any other article of diet it is the more valuable still on this account the fish which afford the most nourishment are the kinds which most resemble meat as salmon mackerel etc turbot and halibut though strictly belonging to the lighter order are very nourishing on account of the amount of meat which they bear in proportion to bone the whiter kinds of fish are the most easily digestible as soles or cod whiting etc and some kinds of river fish notably perch with the exception of trout and perhaps pike freshwater fish are less esteemed than they deserve to be salmon is sometimes called a river fish though genuinely it is not so as although born in the river the sea is its home and natural sphere in parisian restaurants many dainty dishes are prepared from fish caught in the seine and in country places where sea-water fish is often difficult to obtain the ponds and rivers will often furnish excellent substitutes all fresh-water fish with the exception of trout is at its best in winter time shell-fish perfectly harmless in themselves as they may be exemplify the saying that what is one man's meat is another man's poison accordingly where they are found to disagree they should be strictly avoided oysters the most highly esteemed of shell-fish are frequently ordered by the physician when it is desirable to unite great nourishment with easy digestion the amount of gluten they contain giving them this valuable quality lobsters are popularly considered to be the least harmful next to oysters and the flesh of a fresh crab is both delicate and delicious shrimps prawns and crayfish should properly rank as relishes they are extremely useful in savory dishes either with or without other fish cockles are deservedly esteemed by the rich and they have often staved off the pressure of starvation from the poor of our coasts the limpet is a great favorite with the irish while the periwinkle is the poor man's luxury and the clam enjoys high favor in the united states end of section one